following teaching is from the Warrior's Heart Bible Study for Men. You can find us on the web at warriorsheart.org. We hope you have a great day. So, uh, hey, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, I'm, so we're going through the Walking with God. If you guys can open your uh, books to... Uh, Page 117, so we're going to, I guess, later share a little bit about what God is really, how God's using this book in your lives. Um, page 117, so what, what did y'all think of that uh, little start there on the dogs? How many, how many have had dogs or have dogs? Yeah, the, uh, John had lost his dog, Gout, and uh, it was a tough time for him. Uh, I remember uh, I had a little dog when I was growing up, uh, it was a whippet, a miniature greyhound. And that dog just kind of showed up out in the front yard, and we looked around. Nobody ever claimed him. We never saw, you know, one ad or anything or any poster up, missing dog, you know, can you return our dog? So, uh, so we named that dog Gray. We thought it was a greyhound, but it wasn't. It was, you know, Whippet. But we named it Gray. But Gray loved to play, and boy, he was runner. You know how Whippets are. They just run, and just so much fun. And uh, you get pretty attached to dogs. You know, you can. You know, sometimes some dogs, not so much. But, but I got pretty attached to 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 uh, to Gray, and uh, it, it was uh, it was real good. And I think dogs really, God uses dogs. You know, the, you know, with only that short lifespan of 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years, uh, I think He helps us to, you know, understand some of that loss and grieving, and you know, so. I, one of the things I really like about dogs is uh, their unconditional love. I think I was telling Gabe, you could, you could open up, yeah, dog, leave a dog, you know, somewhere all day long, and then, you know, you come back, and they've been in their crate all day, and they can't, they can't wait to see you, you know. They're just wagging that tail and having so much fun. But, uh, so, uh, but they were, there's, there's a, there was a lot of grief and grieving involved. Kind of, this is a, a big part of the, of the, um, First part. Any of that uh, first part strike any of you guys that you want to share anything on that in particular? Page 119, he said, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. So, uh, you know, I think there's, there's times uh, he wanted, you know, uh, John wanted uh, Scout to, to live, but God, it just wasn't, uh, uh, you know, what God desired at that point to, uh, to uh, have Scout live. And, you know, I think there's a lot of times we want particular things, but, uh, you know, uh, oh, I like this too. So, so Scout passes away, and uh, John, and y'all noticed in this, I think the thing that we're all learning from this book, maybe some of us already experienced this more than others, but, you know, being able to just kind of talk to God, and, well, like uh, John does, and he, he talks to John, a guy, he says, I asked Jesus, what do dogs do in the kingdom, Lord? And he said, they run. Then I saw Scout, with the eyes of my heart, running with a whole pack of happy dogs near the feet of Jesus. Okay, let's take a look. If you have your Bibles or your smartphones or whatever you have, let's take a quick look at, uh, let's go ahead and uh, read this. Come to me. This is Jesus speaking, of course, and uh, later, uh, at a later time, um, you'll want to go back and, and read this in context. And, and really, a lot of these scriptures, some of the scriptures, really all the scriptures that Scott shared last week, 
Those are scriptures that we need to really memorize, that we need to meditate on, that we need to hide in our heart. Um, Psalm 119, verses 9 and 11 says, How can a young man keep his way pure by keeping according to thy word? Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So, uh, you know, as we hide God's word in our heart, we're really able to be warriors. We're really able to fight the fight and to, you know, do our best to, to honor you know, the Lord and to, uh, to be his warriors. So, uh, so Jesus says, come to me. So don't, don't just hang on to your burdens. Don't just hang on to your loss. All you who are weary and burdened, <clears throat> he says, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So there's a yoke that we uh, that we uh, that we wear that Christ has that, uh, and you guys all know what yokes are. They're to help in a mm, yeah. I think of more the picture of a of a of an oxen doing you know plowing the field and that type thing. I'm sure there's other yoke type uh, symbols out there. But uh, so take my yoke, take my you know um, control, take my uh, area that I'm going to lead you in and learn from me. So uh, we need to just ask God, and maybe today, just uh, uh, today during our day, uh, God, uh, I want your yoke on me. I want you to lead me. I want you to uh, be my guide. And uh, I want to experience your yoke as you ask me to do. And he goes on and says, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You know, sometimes it's, uh, for me, I get so excited and I get going, I've was telling uh, uh, David, I, and I'm in sales, so I'm kind of going through the clothes and you know, trying to get that business and everything. Well, and sometimes you lose some of your gentleness. You need to be gentle. You, know, you want to win that argument. You want to win this you know, particular thing, but we need to be gentle. We need to be humble or humble in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. And rest is, is a wonderful thing. We've been, uh, Eldridge has been getting into that quite a bit. And I, Steve may uh, talk about that a little bit later, too, on uh, that. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But a uh, neat verse to uh, spend some time with. I hope you guys will, will just uh, use that today as well. Um, another passage here that he gets to in this early part is uh, Romans 5, 1 through 5. And um, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit has been given to us. Pretty neat verse. I think last week uh, we started alluding that. Is Brad here this morning? So, uh, hey. <laughs> um, so we were looking at that, uh, or talking about that last week. Whoops, am I getting to that? I might have jumped ahead. Can I do that? Learning this. Okay. So, but a neat verse at Romans 5, 1 through, 1 through 5. I think uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit, and we really, I think as Christians, the Holy Spirit is such a key to our um, really enjoying the, Christ, the, the Christian life. Uh, God wants us to experience abundance. He wants us to experience a wonderful life. 
He wants us to be happy. One of the things John Eldridge says earlier, you can't be happy until you're holy. And uh, in the United States nowadays, it's, holiness is not really the you know, most sought after uh, desirous thing. Matter of fact, the other is almost true. If you watch uh, TV much or much media, uh, holiness is not a high, under, you know, high premium there. But it is for us as believers to be holy. And, uh, but to be holy and to be happy, we need to be happy as well. And God wants us to be happy. He doesn't want us going around somber, you know, shoulders down and all that. So, uh, so but, but there's a lot here, I think, that we can learn from. And there may be some areas. Another thing that Eldridge gets into in his book is uh, making agreements. And we all make agreements. And sometimes those agreements get us into a lot of trouble. And they uh, don't produce Christ in us. They produce something that's not Christ-like. So, uh, so we need to uh, you know, humbly come to God and ask him to show us maybe some agreements we've made. Uh, and a lot of them we know right out of the chute. Hey, this agreement is not good for me. This agreement is not holy. This agreement is not going to help me be happy, truly happy. So if it is, let it go. And there's guys in here that can, can help you, you know, through those times. We're not meant to walk this walk on our own. We're meant to walk with brothers and sisters and others and to, uh, to bear one another's burdens. And uh, it's such a precious thing. Uh, and that's why I think Warrior's Heart is so important that we just get to know each other you know, beyond just meeting here for 45 minutes or an hour, but really take it to the next level. Like Steve said, uh, maybe text somebody, tell them, hey, how's your day going? Or, you know, just really caring for each other. There's some big, uh, big things there. I think Steve's going to talk about a few things, too, and maybe what's under the surface uh, a lot of times. Another great verse, Second uh, Corinthians 12, 9 and, 9 and 10. Man, you know, and this is the thing, when you have a big loss in your life uh, or a big event where you, things have crashed all around you, uh, this is a great, great verse to remember and that we can learn from Jesus on. Uh, it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness. So, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. A lot, a lot there. A lot there to chew on. A lot there to consider. And uh, that's why I think it's, it's so important for us to meditate on God's Word. And really just spend time with it and wrestle with it. Uh, God desires that. Uh, and Isaiah, uh, uh, God said, come now and let us reason together. And, and he wants us to kind of just get in there and argue with him. You know, God, I don't understand this. Why, why am I going through this? Why am I being insulted? Why am I, you know, why am I having this hardship? Well, he wants to be glorified. He wants to uh, make himself uh, uh, stronger in you. And he wants the joy of the Lord. And we're going to have some of those things. And I think it's a matter of learning learning from God, from his yoke, and doing that. So, so some good things here. Okay, let's go keep going. Let's, oh, Jeremiah, are we at Jeremiah 6.16 already? I think we are. Huh? Okay, this is neat. This is uh, Jeremiah 6.16, and uh, I think this will be our kind of last part to get to. 
uh, and then we'll get to some table talk. Table talk's fantastic. I, one of my favorite favorite things here, Warrior Star. Uh, Jeremiah six sixteen. We share. Uh, Eric shared this verse, uh, or somebody did, in a Warrior Star, probably about a year or two ago. And um, somebody want to read that read that verse for us? Jeremiah six sixteen. Oh, there it is. Hey, well, we'll just go and do it. Uh, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said to me, we will not walk in it. And I think when uh, Eric shared that verse before, he left out that last part. Right? You know, and this was, a, if you read that whole chapter of Jeremiah 6, the uh, Israelites are they're being rebellious. They're not listening to God. They're kind of, we're going to do it our way, God. We, we, you know, we've kind of had enough of some of this. And, uh, but, what, you know, that's the thing. So what are the, uh, the things that he says to do? Uh, to stand, to look, to ask. He asked his wife, ask. And then what do you find? Rest for your souls. So it's so, so often, uh, you know, we'll, we, we just want to do it our own way. We want to just, well, I'm just going to try. And we know it's not the way that God really has ordained or wants us to walk. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's so important. We need to just pause on that and, uh, and walk in it. So, uh, so a good, good verse to kind of consider. And, you know, uh, God will, will, uh, will show you. Because we all come to crossroads. And, uh, and then we need to ask, you know, what's the right way? What's the right, right way for me to proceed here, God? How, should, how do you want me to go? And uh, which, which is the good way? So, uh, so some good things, and we're going to be blessed as a result. We'll find rest for our souls, and uh, and uh, but just be be ready. Okay, we're kind of moving. Oh, on the back of the thing, God is not dead. You know, do any of you guys like that song, the Newsboy song? Anybody like contemporary Christian music? Back then, okay. You know, I, I like the old stuff too. I like the the ancient way song. <laughs> <laughs> the ancient past. Those are good too. The hymns, the good old hymns. But uh, but this is. I think there's a lot just to kind of consider on this this song here too. Uh, let love explode and bring the dead to life. God wants to bring us to life. Uh, a love so bold to seek a revolution somehow. Let love explode and bring the dead to life. A love so bold to bring a revolution somehow. Now I'm lost in your freedom. The freedom that we experience in Christ is is amazing. In this world, I'll overcome. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside. He's roaring like a lion. Roaring, he's roaring, he's roaring like a lion. Let hope arise and make darkness hide. Spanish darkness. Um, my, faith is, my faith is dead. I need resurrection somehow. Now I'm lost in your freedom. In this world, I'll overcome. My God's not dead. He's surely alive goes on, but, but I think the point of this is that, gosh, you know, we have, we have a risen Savior, and uh, he's in the world today. <laughs> I know that he is living, <laughs> the old man, no matter what man may say. So, uh, so hey, we got some good uh, table talk times. I put a couple questions there. If the Holy Spirit leads you all to some other questions, go with, and then, uh, and then Steve's going to close us out the last chapter. So let's take the next uh, five or ten minutes and do the table talk. We're going to turn our attention for a minute. And uh, you see the word beware. What does that mean? 
I want to throw out a name for you. Uh, this is worth a biscuit and coffee. <laughs> if you get this, you get your free biscuit and coffee today. Edward Smith. Who is Edward Smith? No biscuit for you. Okay, let me add, let me add a little bit to it. So no takers yet. Edward Smith. No biscuit for you. All right, let me add uh, a title to it. Captain Edward Smith. No? What's that? No biscuit for him. Ooh, getting good. A man one. Can we give him half a biscuit? Okay, so I said I started with Edward Smith. Captain Edward Smith, okay. Oh, Captain Edward Smith. He was Commodore of the White Star Line when the Titanic set sail across the Atlantic. Uh, you know the story. I'm sure you've uh, seen the movie, seen uh, the uh, undersea discovery of the Titanic on the bottom of the ocean. 1,500 lives were lost on that night. And what was the one thing that Edward Smith is notorious for? He, he did go down with the ship. He had all the information and he didn't pay attention to it. They were mowing through the Atlantic at high speeds, 21 knots, and they didn't pay attention to where they were going. So what, what the issue is, what you don't see will kill you, man. Our lives, to me, are a lot like icebergs. And just exactly what's, what Stan was sharing earlier about coming to God and I'm going to say, coming to God with the brothers that God has sent around you. We've all heard the stories of men, brothers in Christ, famous pastors, famous preachers, famous business people, that they, they got ambushed. They had their own iceberg encounter. Why did they do that? Because they ignored the warning signs of life. They got taken out. First John says something about that in the light. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Here's the one we're going to feast on today. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, that's the starting point, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light... It's a good one to memorize. As he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So are, is this verse saying then that we have a choice? We can either walk in the darkness and face the consequences of that, or we can choose to walk in the light. You know, in, in my life, and I'm guessing in your life, there are areas that just don't ever come to the surface. 
you know, that picture of the, uh, the iceberg, to me, is just so clear in our own lives. Well, what do you regularly share with your, your brothers? What do you share with your wives? With your wife, excuse me, wife. <laughs> Whew! That's a trouble in itself. Hello. What do you share with your wife? Do you share with your wife? Do you not share with your wife? If we want to live a life that God has intended for us, we're going to need to change our ways. We're going to need to step out. And we're going to need to live lives in the light. God says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the... So how do we do that? To me, we do that by being willing to live out there. I mean, we all know we're sinners, don't we? Isn't that what we declare up front? We're sinners. And if I'm a sinner, that means I need a Savior. And we have a Savior. So the good news is our sin is not separating us from God anymore, is it? It, it, it hasn't because he's paid it. So our challenge is we have sin in our lives. We have worries in our lives. We have fears in our lives. We have shame in our lives. We have things in our lives that God says, what does he say? Come to me, just like Stan was sharing. Come to me, and I'll give you rest. Because as we have journeyed, this this is week seven of uh, our road trip this summer. And uh, as I was thinking about what does it look like for we men to come together and have the best road trip possible, it, it comes to me, it's... Uh, I guess I could give another another biscuit away, but you're going to have to come figure out where this one's from. Where's that one from? Which one? And who who started it? What year? I, I heard 64. Not 72. We're getting close. 66. No biscuits. Sorry. Man, I guess we can be bought, can't we? But isn't this really the picture of it? I mean, this isn't necessarily a picture of what we're talking about, but if, if we want to be avoiding icebergs in our lives, we're going to need to bring to our brothers, to the Lord, the good, the bad, sometimes the ugly. And I have to tell you guys, in, in my life, I've found that that is the most freeing place possible. God already knows those things. The challenge is for us to just be real with God. Isn't that what King David was the best at? He was just real. He was just real. And so that's, to me, our encouragement today. Come to me, all your weary and burden, and I'll give you rest. This is your time today to share. We're going to take about 10 minutes here, maybe 15, 10, 10 minutes or so. How has God connected with you? this summer. Is there anything over the last handful of weeks that you feel like uh, through this book or through just the interaction with the brothers at your tables you'd like to share is maybe just, hey, God did this in my life. No, I was uh, uh, one night, one night where um, it was a few days actually before we we're getting ready to uh, have this class and, and uh, I've been thinking you know, I've been praying uh, more about some of the things that are going on in my life and really stepping into that and, and asking, talking to God as we're 
as we're reading the book, understanding, hey, we need to have this relationship. And um, I had given the book that I had earlier in the week to uh, a guy that I'm in a different Bible study with, Dwight Edwards. And uh, I, we were sitting in, and having a coffee, and I felt God tell me, hey, give it to him. Uh, he really needs this at this time. Give it to him, and I'll take care of that. The rest. So I gave him my book, and uh, so I go home, and I'm, I'm there, and I've, I've got another book. I had another copy of the book, but I misplaced it. I didn't know where it was, and it's funny how the night before, it was when we're reading the passage in the book where it says where he had lost, um, where John had lost something. He's trying to find it. Oh, his watch. He was looking for his watch, and he couldn't find it, and He's looking all over the place. He's looking in every spot. Well, that's what I had done with this book. Couldn't find it anywhere. I said, I know it was right here, and I just can't stop. As I'm even reading the book, as I, uh, passages in the Bible, asking God, for that. I was like, God, would you just help me find the, the book? I need it right now. And I didn't really step into it until later on. And uh, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Just forget about it. The book's not that, you know, you'll get another book the next, when you go to class, you can be able to share a book or something like that, and no big deal. Well, so as I'm getting ready to go to bed, I lay down, and I turn off the lights, and in the room, I get down on my hands and knees, and I just pray about the day and how he's guided me, and I hear God speaking to me. He said, Gabe, the book's right there. Just reach down on the bed to the side. It's fallen on the side, and it's there. Sure enough, I reach my hand down, on the left side, and there enough, sure enough, the book is there. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is really cool. And I, I shared that. And, you know, it's just things like that had been happening to me, little things like that. As God told me, hey, look, as you continue to walk with me, I'm going to show you things you're not even going to believe. And that was just one of many things I was telling Steve about. It's like, it's just God is really working with, through this book and through a lot of the things that have happened with this group. And just like a lot of you guys, this means the world to me, this this, I really feel like we're not just guys coming out here, but we're a family. You know, I feel like if something were to happen, I really needed to lean on, on people with difficulties I'm going through my life. This is the very first place I would go. Look at all the wonderful things that have happened with our gathering together. Um, with Steve, when he had, you know, had to go into surgery, he was really worried about whether it was going to be cancer in that growth. And we all went and touched him and put our hands on him. And God answers our prayers in different ways. Not the way we, we often see it, but it's, it's incredible. And I think having this type of, of, of group means everything. I can, I can share something just like Gabe's. Uh, last night I had a men's group at my house. And um, after we were done, some of us said, let's go out and eat at Chili's. So a bunch left, and I said, I'll be with you in a minute. I'll meet you there. And... Um, I changed clothes, and I, uh, I was looking around, and I grabbed my keys, and I'm like, where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? And I started looking all over the house. Where's the wallet? Where's the wallet? And I, went, and I think, did I leave it at work? I was over at someone's house today. I can't drive without a, a license. My credit card's in there. And, uh, and I was looking and looking, and, I'm, and then I called my friends, hey, I'm late. I'm looking for my wallet. I can't find it. Did one of you grab the wallet? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so uh, I just got on my knees and went to my bed. And 
got on my knees in my bed and said, God, please help me to find this wallet. I've never lost a wallet before. I've never had to get ID cards and credit cards canceled and all this other stuff was in that wallet. And I got up and I thought, I wonder if it's in that gym bag. And I went over there and it was right there. I don't know why I put it in the gym bag, why? <laughs> but it was there. And I was so, so, so thankful. And uh, it was literally, I got up from my knees and I wonder if I put it in that gym bag. And there it was. So it just a little nice. Thank you, God. So. so last Thursday after this meeting, my wife, my youngest daughter, and I flew out to California to pick up my another daughter who's been in a two-week program. Long story short, a, a, a friend of mine out there in California has a kid who's going to school, and he bought him a new car. So I bought his 2004 Acura from him. We flew out there, picked up the car Thursday night, and Friday we're going to... Our, Friday we visited some schools. Saturday we're going to pick up my other daughter and we're going to drive home. So we visit schools on Friday and on Saturday I go to pick up my daughter. She's staying at UCLA. And we leave the hotel. We're on our way to pick her up. And my battery light comes on. Mind you, I'm in California. I'm not here. I'm in California. And I just bought this car 48 hours ago. And so we're on the highway. We're heading towards her. It's about a 10-mile 10, 10 trip. We're about halfway there. Two minutes later, all of the gauges on the car go to zero. So what, do I, what, do I, what problem do I have? I, I got an alternator. <clears throat> I pull out my cell phone, and I go, Siri, uh, car repair. And then get back. There's a Pet Boys one mile from me. So we get off the highway, uh, and as I get off the highway, it starts bucking. You know, okay, you get you get this already here, okay? Now, mind you, it's got California tags. It's not even a Texas car. It's not in my name. It's still in his. All it's great. So we get off the highway. We turn right. We make another right because the lights are green. Thank you, God. And I got another half mile to go. We literally <laughs> half a mile down there. I don't have to hit the brake. I'm able to cross over traffic. I pull into Pet Boys. I come around the building, and it literally dies right at the drop your car off here. I never hit the brake. It went right there. <clears throat> so I go in the store. It's, and I, I have, I'm supposed to go pick up a daughter right now. I go in the store, tell the guy the story, and he goes, well, let me see if we have it. So Pet Boys happens to have the alternator for a 2004 Acura. What? <laughs> exactly. Call the other daughter, daughter said, I'm not going to come get you. Get an Uber and come to me. She does. I got another three hours to wait. We, uh, um, we get an Uber. We go down to Santa Monica. We have a great lunch on the beach. We come back. Car's ready. Guy gives me a 20% discount because he felt for me. How many times do you have a car guy? Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, you're out of town? Let me add like 50%. <laughs> we get on the car and we take off for the Grand Canyon. Thank you, Lord. What verse comes to mind when you hear a story like that or some of the other stories? Any verse come to mind? <laughs> Acura, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. What about one that came to mind was an ever-present help in time of need? Who, who's the ever-present? God comes alongside each of us during that time. Hey, one more story? I'd like to hear what Siri says back. Any other story, Jim? 
Yeah, as far as the uh, <clears throat> playing the lost and found game with the Lord, uh, I don't know if I'm getting absent-minded or what, but I'm losing things all the time, uh, looking for it. This, this happens like three times a week. And inevitably it gets to the point, say, okay, I've looked everywhere, you know where it is, please show me. And always, within one minute, it's in my hand. And this just happens all the time. It's become a game. <laughs> so I guess I keep, keep fighting. But what I wanted to say is my sister-in-law uh, lives in a ranch near Columbus. <clears throat> Her husband died a year ago today, uh, 52 years old, just suddenly. And she's having a problem running the place. And she's got some cattle on it and a fence, you know, to keep it away from the house area. Uh, I guess she didn't know there's supposed to be a salt lick out somewhere. So the, the cattle uh, licked through the lock, and now they're wandering around in the house. And she's out there with a broomstick trying to get them out. And it's kind of like herding cats, right? So it gets to the point, and this happened a week ago, where she just, uh, by the way, she's a new believer uh, as of a few months ago. So she, she reports to my wife that uh, she said, okay, Lord, I can't handle this. Can you take care of it? And instantly the cows all turn and go out the gate. Just whoosh. That's what happens. <laughs> An ever-present help in times of trouble. Guys, I know uh, in the weeks ahead, over the next couple of weeks, come prepared. Refresh your heart. Remember, what has God done over this last period of time? Sometimes it takes a little bit of effort to stir it up, to remember it, to recall it. It, it does for me. Let me leave you with these questions. We're going to close here. During this summer, have you had a time when you asked God to speak to you? And he did, whatever that is. If it's a wallet or what do I need to do? Seems to me as as Stan was sharing in in uh, Jeremiah six sixteen that passage. He says, "Ask him, ask him," and then with that, listen to him. And then, the second one is, "What areas of your life are you most interested to hear God?" I'm guessing with some of the things, the the sharing, some of the areas of. Uh, need in our lives. We, we really need to hear God on some of those things. They're, they're pretty fuzzy. We need to ask God. And God's waiting, ready to help. But our challenge is, like the iceberg, we just sort of mow down our lives without ever considering what God is going to say. So I'm asking for, bring your lives. Don't just bolt, you know, uh, brazenly go through life. With your, with your nice ship, with your Titanic, trying to hit things. Sometimes they hurt. So I'm going to leave you with those two questions for next week. Uh, Eric will be back, uh, and I'll share next week. Thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. We hope you can join us in person. We meet Thursday mornings at 6.30 a.m. in the Garden Room of Houston's First Baptist Church. For more details and to register, you can visit us on the web at warriorsheart.org. That's warriorsheart.org. Have a great day.